Welcome back to the Lions College Football Podcast. I am Brett Gibbons with thelines.com, breaking down some Tuesday night college football action. But before I get into it, don't forget to follow the Lions on Twitter or X, whatever you're calling it these days, at the Lions US. And I personally am at Road to CFB. I'll be here every week breaking down the Tuesday night college football slate. And be sure to tune into our other shows with Kelly Ford for the full weeknight and Saturday slate betting odds picks, all that stuff. We're breaking it down, uh, but I'm just here for our Tuesday games. We're in week seven, and both Conference USA and the Sun Belt are firing up weeknight matchups, and then we'll have some action, of course, coming up here in a couple of weeks, so let's dive in. Starting with Louisiana Tech on the road at Middle Tennessee, the Blue Raiders, a three-point home favorite, has an over-under of 54 and a half points, butting up there on a key betting figure. This game kicks off Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern on CBS Sports Network. So far, it's been a one-way street. Middle Tennessee has taken a bunch of action. They opened as minus two favorites, and then they pushed through minus three in some spots. You can find three and the hook uh, at some books, of course, that is juiced just a bit toward Louisiana Tech. The under also got moved from 58.5 down to its current 54.5. Like I said, through that key betting figure of 55 points, that's not insignificant. It is the most frequent occurring point total in the last five years in college football. Louisiana Tech has two FBS wins on their schedule this year, but it's against the 128th and 129th power-rated team per my aggregated power ratings here. That do include Kelly Ford's K4 ratings. Be sure to visit his website at k4ratings.com to check those out. Now, the Bulldogs have a minus 12 average scoring margin against their other FBS teams that they have not beaten, which, of course, all exceed 128th and 129th in those power ratings. They also went down 35-0 at halftime versus Western Kentucky before the Hilltoppers inexplicably imploded. If you watched that game, uh, it was a lot closer than it needed to be in the second half. I don't think the final score is necessarily indicative of how that game could have, possibly should have, I should say, gone. But they do have a superstar, Willie Roberts at cornerback. He's one, of, he's one of the most dominant corners in the country right now. He's been targeted 29 times for some reason, only allowed eight receptions, 12 forced incompletions, and eight PBUs. That is the most in the country by a healthy margin. They're also a very sound tackling team. You can question the competition level. They've had just one opponent in the top 60 in points per drive scored this year, that being North Texas, who's not that great in themselves. And then they've also faced three that are outside the top 100 in points per drive. Now, Middle Tennessee's offense falls into the latter category. They're 117th in points per drive scored this year. And outside of the second quarter against Jacksonville State, they have not scored multiple offensive touchdowns in a single quarter against an FBS opponent this year. Now, the offensive line has been questionable at times. They had an awful start against Jacksonville State, but they really did improve as the game went on. Louisiana Tech themselves is 115th in sack rate this season, just a smidge under 4%. Now, the way Conference USA games have been going this season, I lean Louisiana Tech at anything better than plus three. If you can find plus three and a half, if that does move without the juice, I'd probably lean Louisiana Tech on that one. You may also want to take a look at second half live on the underdog. That's just the way these games have been going. Teams have been going up big, and the opponents have just come back and, and turned into a game. It's, it's been terrific, terrific theater. Appointment television, in my, opponent, uh, in my opinion here. But yeah, I, I'm probably looking to back the underdog in the second half based on the way that these games have gone so far. And anything pre-live, Louisiana Tech plus 3.5 or better against Middle Tennessee. Pressing forward, we have Liberty a six-point road favorite at Jacksonville State. This game carries an over-under 56.5 points. 
And it kicks off Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. on ESPNU. Liberty quickly moved off being a minus four and a half point favorite uh, at open to as high as minus six and a half now. The over took even more attention, jumping from 52 and a half at open all the way to 56 and a half. That is a pretty major change. Like I said, through that 55, that key figure there. Uh, so people are really, really heavy on the over early in the week here. Now, the issue with Jacksonville State, sometimes offensively is their pace, but not because of their offense. It actually ends up tiring out the secondary. We saw that against Middle Tennessee when uh, the Blue Raiders had that second quarter scoring explosion, and we all thought that that Middle Tennessee was going to waltz their way uh, for a win there, but really that was just a tired defense, and and tired defenses tend to give up explosives, especially in the secondary. Middle Tennessee had, I don't know how many guys run just wide open, um, easy, easy touchdowns. There was a couple of missed throws, too, that could have been touchdowns there. but yeah, Jacksonville State's defense has been tired all year because of that breakneck pace on offense. They run the fastest pace in the country right now. The Gamecocks have allowed 13 plays of 30 or more yards. That is 81st in the nation. Liberty's offense, they've been very explosive as well. So they're a team built to exploit a, a defense that's willing to give up explosive plays. Liberty is. Now, uh, based on aggregated power ratings, Liberty is favored by just one score Uh, once on the rest of their schedule. That's out Western Kentucky. They're never underdogs. This is a team that has a very, very realistic path to 12-0. Could they slip up on on one of these weeknight games, on these weird Conference USA games? Sure, they they almost did last week against Sam Houston State, but based on power ratings, projecting forward, uh, they're not favored, or they're not likely to be underdogs in any of those games. Now, Jacksonville State's been a better second-half team the last couple of weeks. They came back from being down 21-7 and 23-7 the past two halftimes. Not sure if that's attributed to Rich Rodriguez making good halftime adjustments. Maybe the other team just gets tired out from that breakneck pace as well. Or maybe they're just a little bit more heady in their second half approaches instead of just, hey, we're going to run this as fast as we possibly can. Let's be a little bit smarter, give our defense a better fighting chance there. Uh, But Liberty's defense, they've been outstanding, outstanding in second halves. They've only allowed 5.8 points on average in second halves this season. I lean over the point total here, even with that big move, uh, but you know, moving through 55 makes me a little bit hesitant. But if I had to lean on the point total, I'm leaning toward the over. Uh, and again, the way Conference USA has been playing out, the, the the way that Jacksonville State plays in the second half, uh, and, and the fact Liberty does have explosive plays, but they're not a super high-scoring team, I, I kind of lean Jacksonville State if we can get seven or better. I don't know if we're going to get seven or better. I love seven and a half. I'd be all over Jacksonville State at plus seven and a half here. Uh, if you see that, I'll I'll be on it, that's for sure. Uh, of course, the time to be betting that is running out here as this game kicks off Tuesday night. Now, the final game on the slate here for Tuesday, we have Coastal Carolina on the road at Appalachian State. The Mountaineers are, let's say, six-point favorites. You can find five-and-a-half. Uh, those are fleeting. It's moving very quickly to six-and-a-half, and this game also has an over-under of 63 points. Kicks off Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN2. Starting quarterback, at least preseason starting quarterback, Ryan Berger, returned to practice. But Joey Aguilar, I think he's been decent. Uh, he has the third lowest pressure to sack ratio in the country, just 4.6%. That means he's getting the ball out. He's standing strong in the pocket and not taking a lot of sacks. But he does need to cut down on the turnover-worthy plays. He's had eight of those thrown in the last two games against Louisiana Monroe and Wyoming. Both those are on the road. He's also thrown five interceptions on the season, including one, at least one, in each of the last four games. Running back for Appalachian State, Nate Noel has eclipsed 100 yards in every single game this season as well. And if you're looking at the defense he's going up against Coastal Carolina, uh, it's an issue, particularly against the run. They're 106th in EPA per rush allowed and 90th in rushing success rate allowed. 
I would take Nate Noel's rushing prop, but a lot of different numbers to be here. I, to be honest, I'm going to take over. Uh, I'm probably going to ladder it a little bit up to 120 yards. Uh, I, I think that he's going to have a real opportunity, especially if they're not sure if Ryan Berger is going to be the starter or if Joey Aguilar is going to continue on the way there. But you don't really need to throw on this Coastal Carolina team to stay ahead. Uh, and even though Appalachian State's defense has been kind of bad against the run, they've been pretty solid against the pass. 14th in EPA per pass, but 130th in EPA per rush. Uh, the issue here, though, is Coastal Carolina's offense under Tim Beck just lacks any creativity. I've been on here saying it a bunch of times before. Uh, you know, the come down from Jamie Chadwell's system has just been difficult to watch. They're 62nd in EPA per play, 101st in starting field position. Grayson McCall is the barely talked about him at all this year just because that offensive system is just there's no creativity bad short yardage play calling I'm just I'm against it I I faded Tim back the past couple weeks I'm gonna do it again here Coastal Carolina's offensive line has been an issue getting a push up front as well they have not averaged two line yards per carry in any game this season but they do have an opportunity against that App State front again that's allowing the 130th you know fourth worst in the country third worst in the country in EPA per rush Uh, I, I anticipate them trying to get there but you know, when you're going against this Coastal Carolina offense in the way that it is right now, inefficient, not very creative, Appalachian State does have the ability to just hand the ball off to Nate Noel 20, 25 times and escape here with the win at home. Like I said, I, I'll fade Tim Beck again here. I'm going to take App State at home. Anything better than minus seven uh, is, is a bet. I, I got a five and a half, a fleeting five and a half. If you can find that, absolutely six, sure, six and a half. Yeah, uh, anything under seven, I'll be taking Appalachian State to cover at home. Hop on over to our Discord server where you can connect with over 4,000 sports betting fans and get live updates in the college football channel and join a sharp and active community. If you wanted the App State minus 5.5, but all of a sudden you can't find it now, well, if you're in our Discord and you turned on notifications for my bets, you would have gotten that 5.5 while it was still available. And don't forget to subscribe to the Lions YouTube for weekly college football odds and betting videos all season long. Subscribe to us over on your podcasting app of choice, be it Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you name it. And if you really like this show or the show that me and Kelly do every week, drop us a good review. That's going to be the best way to help us reach new audiences, new college football betting fans. And, of course, the nice words always help. But thank you so much, as always, for watching. I'm Brett Gibbons, and we'll see you next time.